Hello, and welcome to Gin and Spirits. And Spirits. <laughs> um, welcome to Gin and Spirits, the alcohol-infused ghost story podcast. Sub- subscribe. <laughs> we are just reading our description again. Um, we like to drink alcohol and talk about ghosts yeah. here at Gin and Spirits. That's pretty much it. That's what we do. Um, if you found us, then you probably know how to find us already, yeah. but just in case you're looking for a different way to interact with us, yes. we are on Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google, <laughs> Facebook. We're in all of your places. Yeah. T- Tumblr. Tumblr, yeah. We have one episode <laughs> up on YouTube. One still. Uh, oh, I know. I got my um, do you, oh, I wasn't even yelling about that. It was just my song. Oh. <laughs> do you have the flash drive with you? I do. Oh, maybe I'll do that. Yeah, later. we'll do that. Okay. Uh, I'll get the version, <laughs> you guys. It okay. Long. But we're on all of those other places. Um, so that's great. We're yeah. doing a good job with that. Yeah. And a lot of the, the platforms are, like, pretty much free. So, like, yeah. if we're not on YouTube, just, you know, well, you're, you're doing it. You're listening yeah. to us here. Tell know? others. Yeah. Really, Twitter and Instagram are where it's at. Yeah. Um, if you want to talk to me, I'm on Twitter. Yeah. And if you don't, if you want to talk to me, I don't know why you would, but I'm on Instagram. <laughs> they definitely want to talk to you. I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start with what we're drinking this week. All right, um, yeah. So this episode, this week, we are drinking Dogfish Head, Flesh and Blood IPA, which kind of goes along with our theme. It does. And this was recommended to us. I'm trying to pull up his username. Right now, so I can give credit where credit is due. I just said credit. <laughs> We've been uh, researching for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Let me find it. Um, because this guy was one of our first followers on, on the Twitter. Okay, here he is. Um, Tormund, and his username is Redbeard2661. Cool. And he, <laughs> we do follow him. No, 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 I was like, oh, I yeah. Follow him. Follow him. <laughs> Um, and he... Does he have a red beard? Yes. Nice. <laughs> um, he recommended this beer to us because, in the response to episode one, because I said that the beer I was drinking in episode one tasted like soup, mm. so he promises that this one doesn't taste like soup. Better not taste like soup. So we're going we're gonna to unbox it. <laughs> what if it is soup flavored? Like, what if this is all the rooms? I would be even happier. <laughs> I, as I expressed in episode one... When I was a kid, I thought that beer would taste like soup because I had no concept of what beer would taste like. Right. And I feel like the stories is probably great. <laughs> Shake it first. No, I'm just no. <laughs> cheers. Let's open them. Ready? Let's get that sound. Oh. Boop. Where's the spill? All right, nice. All right. Ooh. Let's taste them. Ready? Yeah. Hmm. Doesn't taste at all like soup. No, it doesn't taste like soup. Yeah, great. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Tormund. Yeah. Red beard. Sounds like a pirate. Yeah. Like, like black beard, red beard. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds exactly like a specific pirate. You're right. <laughs> so if you hear this, let us know. You know. I don't know. You already let us know something. Just say hi. Let us know that you heard your, your shout out. Yeah. <laughs> um. Cool. So that's what we're doing. And let's start with creepy thing of the week. Sure. Great. So I didn't. Nothing creepy happened to me this week, <laughs> but I'm gonna tell a tale of my childhood. Ooh. And this one's actually, I think, kind of nice. You know, it's a nice side of ghosts. Okay. Okay. So my grandma passed away when I was in eighth grade, and we were very, very close. Um, 
And I remember around the time, like, you know, my mom was really upset and I was really upset and like school was kind of just ending. So it was starting the summer and we went to a local ice cream shop that we used to always go to, like everyone always waited for this ice cream shop to open. So there was a huge line and so we're waiting on the line and there was a mom and daughter in front of us. Um, and we were kind of like just talking with them and asking like what they were doing. And we happened to like all be headed to like the mall. That was like the goal that day. And it was just coincidental. So we were like laughing about it on the line girls like probably around my age, like a little bit older than me. So they went first and they ordered and then, um, they went and sat down and then we ordered and we sat down and my mom was like, we were somehow we were in a rush to like get to the mall. And she told me like, you know, we're not, we're not going to sit down to have this ice cream. Like we're going to take it in the car and go. Right. Um, cause she always got like thick shakes. So she would like drink them when we were going. Yeah. So we sat down Instead, and she's like, you know what, actually, let's just, like, hang out for a bit. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So we see the mom and daughter that went before us get up to leave, and they, you know, they left. Uh And maybe, like, ten minutes later, there were, like, a rush of ambulances and cop cars headed down um, the road, you know, that would lead to the mall from there. And we didn't really, like, think anything of it. And when we, we stayed for, like... 15 minutes and we got up to leave and I remember my mom was like acting strange and like I didn't really know why and so we got into the car and we're driving and we see um the car like there was a big accident like a huge accident I think it was like someone was t-boned and um the mom and daughter were okay but it was the mom and daughter that were in front of us they were on the side of the road and their car was like totaled right yeah so my mom was like oh my god and I was like, what? And she's like, I swear I heard Nana's voice say, you know, why are you in a rush? Just sit down and eat your ice cream. Weird. Yeah. And, like, I just got chills. Yeah. But, like, because telling the story, it's just, like, it's a good side of, like, yeah. the other side, you know? Like, yeah. And she, you know, we've talked about it, like, a few times since then, and she still, like, swears that she heard her voice. Yeah. And because we were in, like, such a rush, and I don't remember why, but, like, she, like, heard her mom's voice say, like, why are you in such a rush? Don't be in a rush. Like, sit down and enjoy your ice cream. Yeah. And we would have been... You would have been the accident. The accident, yeah. And thank God, like, the mom and daughter yeah, were, yeah, yeah, yeah. were okay. But, like, yeah. you know, it just... It's crazy. Yeah. So, that's my story. Fuck. Cheers, yeah, Nana. Cheers, Nana. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I'm actually wearing her ring today. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm really bad at drinking beer, you guys. It, like, <laughs> slows me down. So, I'm going to take a really big pause. <laughs> That's pretty is what I wanted to say. Thank you. It's her birthstone. Nice. And it's it's gold, which I'm allergic to, so my finger is going to be a... Okay. You know. It's pretty, But for some reason, I felt like wearing it today. Nice. I did. So, yeah. Actually, I wore it for my first week of school. Oh. What? That's okay. They know to teach. Oh, right. Okay. Great. Okay. My first week of school. That's what? That has come up? Okay. I think. Now you know. Yeah. Great. I think, I think they knew. Great. Okay. Phenomenal. Maybe. Mm. Now they do. Now they do. <laughs> We're not editing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yours? Um, what was I going to say? Oh, all right. Here's one from my childhood. Uh, whew, sorry. When I was a kid, um, I was always, like, really afraid to be home alone. And so there was this one day that I was home alone. And I swore that I heard 
what sounded like a huge stack of papers just like falling off of a table downstairs. Mm -hmm. I was upstairs. And I was like, what the heck was that? And so little me had balls, I guess, because now I would have been like, I'm leaving it. But I was like, okay, let me go see what it is. And I like peek my head down. I'm like, oh no, wait. I'm wrong. I didn't. I walked (laughs) over and I started to like look down the stairs and I was like, F this, it's dark. Right. <laughs> I didn't go all the way down. I'm remembering I said Joe. Well, I'm still afraid of the dark. I am. <laughs> I'm remembering now I said Joe. I said Joe. So I went down. I, I, like, went down a little bit, and I, like, looked, and I was like, F that, it's dark. And so, like, I grabbed the cordless phone and left my house with it. hmm Because we had cordless phones back then. It wasn't a cell phone. <laughs> and, um, and I was like... I think there's someone in my house, like, for sure. That's how loud the noise was. It was, like, not, like, a question of, like, ooh, maybe it was house noises. There's someone in my house. Mm -hmm. So, like, I left, took the phone. My aunt was next door to me, but I felt weird, like, just ringing the doorbell. Mm -hmm. So I tried to call from the front yard on the cordless phone, and I couldn't get any kind of signal. You know when you, like, leave a phone, like, off the hook, and you, like... It's too far from another phone. That's what I thought it was. But, you know, when you, like... There's a phone off the hook, and then you open up another phone, and yes. there's, like, nothingness. Yes. And, like, if that phone's off the hook for a long time, it turns into, like, that bang, bang mm-hmm. sound. Okay. So, like, I was trying to get the phone to work, and, like, nothing was happening, so I thought it was too far away, and I was, like, weird. And then I kept trying, and then one of the times, it finally started making the bang, bang sound. Mm-hmm. I was, like, what the hell? So I, like, left, and I just ended up ringing her doorbell. I gave up. So I ring the doorbell, and she opens the door, and I tell her what happened, and my uncle goes next door to check. And while he's there, I'm going and look at Mary, like my phone isn't working either. And I show her, and I just went on further from my house, mm-hmm. right? I show her, and it is a normal, like busy signal, like That's regular. So crazy. And I have a phone in my basement, so I figured as a kid, I thought what happened was like maybe someone took the phone off the right, hook right. downstairs. If there was an intruder. Yeah. Or a ghost. A ghost. Because when my uncle came back, he was like, there was no papers um, in the basement. He's so like, you're weird. fine. He's like, I checked the whole house. There's no one in your house. He's like, you're you're just scared. Like, Ugh. you know, he's like, you're just being a nervous kid. Right. And I was like, uh, okay. And I, I stayed there until my parents got back. Good. But, that's like so yeah. hard to say when like, you've definitely heard something. Like, yeah. that's such a significant noise. that yeah. it's like, you're not, it was it's like, not a, like, oh, there's a creak. Shh. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. You're not, like, fabricating. Yeah. Like, like, that, a little, like, noise could be a footstep, or, like, no, that's that's too specific. I was like, uh... My God. Yeah. That's so scary. Yeah. I hated being home alone as a kid, too. Yeah. I never had anything like that happen. Yeah. But it's so scary. Crazy. (laughs) All right. So... We are ready to start a new segment here. I know you're all so excited. I'm hyped. (laughs) Um... And it's Tales from the Great Beyond, where you guys have shared some stories with us, and we're really excited to read them and share them with our whole audience. Yeah. And you should take this as a compliment, because we've named you the Great Beyond. Woo! (laughs) That's really, really true. (laughs) So, um, this story comes from one of our Twitter followers, Samantha. Nice. Her Twitter tag is at Everwood underscore Lynn, L-Y-N-N. Nice. Follow her. Follow her. <laughs> she was so kind to share her a bunch of stories with us, actually. Um, oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's a few. They all kind of tie together. Cool. She is a psychic medium. 
Nice. And she described herself as, let me just make sure I get it right, a sensitive. So she is sensitive to the other side. Okay. So these are really, really cool stories. Oh my God, I'm excited. Yay. All right, here we go. Oop. Okay, and these are her words. And awesome. Okay, so she says, hello, I have a bunch of stories I could share, so I can't pick just one. And then she titles it Adventures of a Psychic Medium. Yay. I love it. Before I begin my story, I would like to introduce myself. My name is Samantha Lynn, and I'm honored to be sharing my experiences with you to show that you are not crazy or alone. Okay. Thank you, Samantha. I do need that. (laughs) I often feel both. (laughs) I grew up in a nightmare of a home in Whiteford, Maryland, USA. That is another story. I currently reside in Perry Hall, Maryland with my grandfather. I really hope so. Samantha, please do. I do not remember much of seeing and hearing spirits during my childhood, but one experience tends to stick out like a, sto- like a sore thumb. I was very young when I saw my first spirit one evening, the spirit of a young woman in a blue satin gown, her dark hair pulled back in a neat bun. She looked to be from the Victorian era. Her sudden appearance scared me to the point I tried telling my parents about what I saw, but they, along with my brothers and sisters, didn't believe me as they claimed to be of the Christian faith. Mm. I remember my father telling me, there are no such things as spirits, Samantha, but only God, his angels, and Satan exist. I knew he was wrong. You're right. (laughs) Harsh. Also, like, a comment about the, you know, the thing about the Christian faith. We were just talking about going to a psychic, and, um... And a lot of psychics have, like, different, firm, you know... Beliefs in, you know, religious, um... Yeah. And I've seen all different kinds, but I have seen, seen psychics that have crosses and stuff. Yeah. So that's so, it's so interesting. Yeah. I don't think those two things are entirely yeah. separate mm-hmm. at all. Um, all right, back to Samantha. <laughs> I knew he was wrong, but I couldn't explain how or why I knew. That incident led me to embracing my gifts in silence. I knew I was different from my family besides my visual impairment, but didn't understand why or how. What were my abilities? Why was I seeing, hearing, feeling, and talking to beings that no one else could? What was happening to me? Wow. Can you imagine feeling that as a child? That sucks. I thought I was losing my mind as the experiences continued, but refused to say anything for fear of ridicule. The spirits I saw soon told me I had nothing to fear, nor was I insane. You have a gift that allows you to experience what your family cannot. Despite knowing why I felt different from my parents, brothers, and sisters, I still had a lot of unanswered questions about my abilities that were not confirmed until I turned 19. I still saw and heard the souls of the departed, but refused to tell anyone, as I felt no one would believe me, just like my parents had not, despite yeah. dropping hints along the way by sharing what was impossible for me to know with Pop and Mom Mom. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Although I read many books and online articles about paranormal, psychics, and the like when my grandparents took me in, I couldn't help but wonder if there were other people with the same abilities I was said to possess. Before my beloved grandmother passed away on May 1st, 2010, she'd yell, Sam! After an hour, I had gone upstairs to do my homework from school on my desktop. I always stopped what I was doing to see what she wanted, but each night without fail, my grandmother said, No, I didn't call you, Sam. Right? Oh my god. Whenever I heard someone or something call out to me by mimicking her voice... Wow, I that's ooh, creepy. Spirits that can mimic voices are shady and uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> For months, the same nightly r- routine continued, only to stop as mysteriously as it had started. 
Fast forward to August 22nd. You're right. Fast forward to August 22nd, 2012. I went on a ghost tour. Yeah, ghost tours. With my grandfather, his grandkids call him Pop, in the haunted town of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. That night was the first time my abilities were brought into question, not by a skeptic, but by someone who believed. Oh. Allie, a period-dressed tour guide, led Pop and I, along with 25 other people, to the tiny and hot attic of a former home and field hospital for the wounded and dying soldiers who fought in the famous Battle of Gettysburg, which is now a bed and breakfast known as the Farnsworth House. (laughs) Isn't it crazy what people make into a bread and a bed and breakfast? <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> While Allie was sharing stories of the paranormal activity that did and still goes on today, the faint smell of smoke went by me as I felt eyes watching us, especially me. The presence I sensed was male. I raised my hand. Allie stopped, wanting to know what my question was. I smell smoke, I said. The group, as one, looked in my directions, their expressions curious. What kind of smoke do you smell? The tour guide questioned, her eyes wide in amazement. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, I answered. All I know is that it's faint. Okay. Barely a second later, an unseen hand touched the middle of my back, making me flinch in surprise. My grandfather, who was sitting next to me on a bench in the attic, thought I was going to tell him I was hot, but instead received a surprise. I got touched, I whispered, when Allie returned to telling stories of paranormal encounters guests had had in the past while in the inn. Someone touched my back. As if on cue, the spirit of Harvey Sweeney touched me again, making me jump. Making me jump. Oh my god! I feel he was just letting me know he was there. The Farnsworth house is haunted by 14 souls. Wow, that's um, a lot. That's a lot, yeah. That's a lot. For one bed and breakfast? Yeah. Oof. 20 minutes later, after exiting the bed and breakfast, a man asked me if I was psychic, to which I replied that it was a possibility. A friend of mine who was also psychic told me that I reminded her of a character in Stephen King's novel, The Shining, thus confirming what my extraordinary abilities were before Pop and I went on a four-hour ghost hunt at the Farnsworth a couple of years later. That's so fun. That's so fun. I'd love to go on a ghost hunt. A four-hour ghost hunt. With my grandma. Yes. <laughs> or her grandpa, but... Yeah. I have the ability to see and talk to the spirits of those who have passed. I no longer fear what I see on a daily basis everywhere I go. My grandfather, after having his own experience of being pinned down by an unseen force when he and I stayed at the Farnsworth house, Samantha, you are brave. Why did you stay there? That's so brave. <laughs> Believes in the spirit world and supports my mediumistic abilities, gifts that I was blessed with at birth. They help me to not only bring messages of healing to those who need them, but to navigate the world after losing the sight in my right eye. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Yeah. The experience I had throughout my years were many, both good and bad, and they still continue today. Since I happen to be visually impaired, I'm very sensitive to energy, both as a psychic medium and an empath. Your loved ones are with you always. They are not gone, just a whisper away in another form, the form of spirit. Oh. It was such a nice message to end on. That was really well written, too. Samantha, we love you. Yes. Come hang out. Yeah, really. (laughs) Seriously. Thank you so, so much for sharing with us. That's, like, such an amazing collection of stories. I felt like they just, like, like I understand why you needed to tell us all of those. Like, they they went together. Wow. And that was Tales from the Great Beyond. Samantha is the Great Beyond today. Yes. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Nice. All right. All right. Ready to get going? Yeah. Okay. I think you're supposed to go first this week, or no? Oh, but I just, that's okay. You just talk a lot. Do you want to? All right. I'll just, 
Here I'm talking. Doop 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 doop. All right. All right. I feel sufficiently um, rejuvenated. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) So I'm going to tell the real tale behind Mm. Sleepy Hollow. Mm. Mm Hmm. So Sleepy Hollow um, is a story written by Washington Irving and published in 1820. It's called The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Okay. So his story was based on a different legend. So I'm going to tell his story and then the legend, or the legend and then his. What do you think would make more sense? Uh, I don't know. God! <laughs> All right. I didn't read either of those. All right. <laughs> I'll tell his first because it was more popular. Okay. <laughs> Damn. I don't know. Okay. They both have perks. If you they tell, do. If you tell his first... Then we'll we'll go in knowing what everyone else thinks. Yeah. And then we'll learn the background. Yeah. Let's do that. Because do it the other way. Okay. Because most of the stuff I have to say is like more historical anyway. So. All right. Okay. Picture this, Melissa. Picturing. It's the late 1700s. What does that look like? Lots of old people. frilly collars. Okay. Powdered wigs. <laughs> oh, not old. People were young in the 1700s. There were less old people in the 1700s. That's true. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and we're in Sleepy Hollow, New York. And this is the, this is his story, okay? Picturing. Good, thank you. Um, and it's haunted. <gasps> I know. Um, people all over knew of the story of the Headless Horseman. So, Washington Irving's story focuses on Ichabod Crane, okay. who came to Sleepy Hollow. He's from Connecticut. Um, and he falls in love... With a woman named Katarina. Ooh. And he, uh, the website, oh, I'm sorry. My source is littlethings.com slash truth about Sleepy Hollow. Okay. So, um, according to them, he starts to court her. However, someone else wanted to be with her, and his name is Brom Bones Van Brunt. <laughs> That's like a goofily spooky yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> it's like very fiction. Like his middle name is Bones. Like... <laughs> Um, so Ichabod and Katarina are at a party and she rejects him and he's really, really upset. So he gets on his horse. What does he look like? Does he look like a normal person? Ichabod? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's normal. (laughs) Um, and he rides home on his horse and he goes through Sleepy Hollow, which like we said before is haunted by the headless horseman and he mysteriously disappears at the hands of the Headless Horseman, oh. um, who may or may not have been a ghost. Okay. Or Brom Bones Van Brunt in <laughs> disguise. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the legend of Sleepy Hollow as told by Washington Irving. Okay. Oh, so it leaves it open. Yeah. You never find him. No. Okay. Okay. We don't know. So. Cool. Whenever I think of this story, I always think of the episode of Scooby-Doo that covered it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, where they're all at a party. It's great. It's a good... I'm going to watch that. Can we watch it later? Yeah. Great. Excellent. <laughs> you all should watch... And the Brady Bunch. Oh, my God. Yeah, we have to watch the Brady Bunch. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Let's do both. Great. Sounds good. At the same time. No. <laughs> if I'm going to watch Scooby-Doo Sleepy Hollow, <laughs> I'm going to focus on Scooby-Doo <laughs> Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> all right. So, I think the actual legend is a little bit scarier. Okay. Um, that was, like, spooky. It was but spooky. Like, but, like, I, I, like, I don't know. You know, like, mm-hmm. what, ooh, was it a kidnapping? Was it a haunting? So, like, I'm excited for the legend. Good. 
So picture this, Melissa. Picture it. <laughs> it's a cold winter night. Is this still the 1700s? Yes. Okay. <laughs> like, I had to think about that. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, and a man who is Dutch. Okay. My dad. <laughs> yeah. Your dad. <laughs> you picture this my whole dad story with your dad. In the 1700s. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, He's got a powdered wig on. Yes. Right. Is leaving a bar. Great. In Terrytown, New York. Okay. And he starts walking home. And is there anything that happened to my dad right now? Is my dad safe? No. Oh, right. <laughs> That's not safe. Um, and so he's walking home, and he passes by the old Sleepy Hollow Cemetery, um, where a Hessian soldier was buried. In all of my research, guess what I didn't look up? How to say that? What a Hessian soldier <laughs> But it's fine. So, I don't know how to say that, so. Yeah. So it's about midnight. <laughs> There's snow on the ground. He's got a, a fucking lantern in his hand. Okay. Um... So, he had heard the rumors about a, a ghost that's going around on a horse, um, and the website says that he's he's stumbling along, humming to himself to keep up his courage, which I love the <laughs> idea of your dad <laughs> doing that. Also, oh my god, I'm the worst. This is from AmericanFolklore.net, this next part. So, um... <laughs> He's, he's going, and he sees a light coming from the cemetery, and then some fog, and then all of a sudden, um, there's a large horse with a headless horseman on it. Dun, dun, dun! dun. <laughs> he screams! <gasps> you got Good. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, you gestured toward me, so I just <laughs> great. Um, and he starts running on it, but he's on a horse. So the horse is running. The horse this time. Okay, good. Okay. Go the ahead. horse is running. He's going. Oh my god! Great. And he goes oh, well, for. Be faster, right? Yeah, they're running. Good. But there's someone behind him too. It's the headless horseman. Um, and he goes over a bridge. This bridge is fucking haunted too. Ichabod, his name is not Ichabod. He's a Dutchman. Cannot catch a break. Right. Yeah. Um, and this guy's at my dad right now is out running a horse. He's also on a horse. Oh wait, no, he's not. Just kidding. Is he? I've been picturing it wrong. So, no, he's walking. He's walking. See, all right, I told yeah. you I was picturing it, right? You see? You're right. He's walking. Oh my god, I was wrong. He's just being chased by a horse. Yeah. He falls. Falls into the snow. Um and the fucking guy just goes past him. He's like just Rude. on a horse. Yeah. Oh, I was just in your way the whole time. Yeah, right. Um so he waits like an hour and he decides he's gotta get more drunk because this is my dad. Yeah. Cause he's just had a, a time. Yeah, I'm like, wow. Yeah. I'd be like, okay. I've been in the snow for an hour. Yeah. Nothing is sober up a bit. Yeah. yeah. Sober up a bit, and I can't deal with the fact yeah. that I'm sober right now. Right. Gotta drink more. So he goes home and tells his wife about Here's his choices. Woo! Yeah, Dutchman. <laughs> so um, he goes home and he tells his wife, and his wife is like, what? And the whole town is divided. They're like, is there really a ghost of a headless horseman? Like, is this dude making it up? Was he just really drunk? I was going to say, was yeah. just um, So some thought that the ghost was wandering around looking for his head, because he is headless. <laughs> yeah. I'd be <laughs> frantic. Yeah. Where is it? <laughs> and others say that he... um. He rises from the grave to lead other Hessian soldiers into battle. Um, 
Yeah, so to this day, he's known to roam around Sleepy Ooh. Hollow, either in search of his head or looking for, uh, you know, or helping soldiers. <laughs> so that's the legend, and that's Washington Irving's tale. So here's some facts that have to do with it. So where Sleepy Hollow is was settled in the 1600s, but the town itself wasn't actually named Sleepy Hollow until 1996. So, okay. when they're talking about it, they're actually talking about North Terrytown. So, they don't call it Sleepy Hollow. Not, like, in their 1700s lives. Washington Irving does. He okay. calls it the legend of Sleepy Hollow, and that's why the town renamed itself Sleepy oh, Hollow. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And they totally embraced the whole tale of the Headless Horseman, like, um, their mascot for their school is the horseman. Oh, nice. <laughs> and Good for them. Yeah, and they have, like, a bunch of stuff that happens every Halloween as well in the town. It's really popular around that time. Oh, they do, like, some stuff for it? Yes. Nice. So that's super they cool. They better, right? like, Yeah. capitalize on that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's also, and the cemetery is actually there. It is called the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. Okay. Yeah. Um... And also, there are over 40,000 graves in the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. That's a huge amount of graves. Yeah. That's an amount of graves I can't process. 40,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's big, though. It's, uh, they say it's 85 acres. So that's pretty big. All right. So now we're moving on to information from the New York Times. Okay. Um, is there actually an Ichabod Crane? Okay. Is what people have asked. So the deal is... A dude named Ichabod Crane um, is buried in Staten Island. Okay. And he was a Marine in the 1800s. And... So, so far we're kind of on the right track of him being somehow involved in army things? Well, that's... Well, okay. So, Ichabod Crane is not the Headless Horseman. Oh, he's my dad. Yes, he's your dad. Yeah. He's the guy chased by the Headless (laughs) Horseman. So, like, his involvement in the military is kind of like... Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. You know. Yeah. Um, and some people say that he probably did know Washington Irving, and mm-hmm. but that Washington Irving probably didn't ask to use his name. Uh, that's uh, Thomas W. Mateo, who's the local historian of Staten Island, says that. You know. Yeah. And then some other people say that. Um, there's no record that, like, they ever met. That's It's about Crane and Washington Irving, but they did exist yeah. around the same time. Okay. So. I would like to think they met. Yeah. Me too, right? So, who is Dr. Bradley? I read about Dr. Bradley, and did I? Oh, Elizabeth L. Bradley, who is a scholar, like, just studying Washington Irving, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um says that he was fond, I'm going to read this as a quote by her, was fond of manufacturing Yankee names, mm-hmm. which he had done since before the War of 1812, when he may or may not have met Ichabod Crane. <laughs> In his 1809 A History of New York, which, like the legend, is narrated by Irving's fictional Diedrich Knickerbocker, oh, the name he made up, <laughs> um, he describes New York being invaded by a squatting, bundling, guessing, questioning, swapping, pumpkin-eating, molasses-daubing, shingle-splitting, cider-watering, horse-jockeying, notion-peddling crew of Yankees. <laughs> I love that. With names like Preserved Fish and Habakkuk Nutter. 
and <laughs> return strong. And Zerubbabel Fisk and determined cock. No. <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> I preserved Cheers fish to that. To, to determined cock. <laughs> so what should a cock be if not determined? Most of us fit out your beard. <laughs> um, the preserved Ooh. fish was the name of a real New Yorker. Wow. Not determined cock. That's probably for the best. <laughs> that is probably for <laughs> the best. There's so. still time, you pregnant New Yorkers. <laughs> Change your last names, quick. <laughs> there we go. Name um, determined. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so now, now we're moving on to hauntedplacestogo.com. And this is just some info about Washington Irving's home, which is called Sunnyside, and that's also in Sleepy Hollow. Okay. Um... And that's also said to be haunted. There's some whispering happening there. Um, And some gravestones are there of the people who inspired his stories. Mm -hmm. And then he's also buried in Sleepy Hollow Cemetery, along with Andrew Carnegie, William Rockefeller, Walter Chrysler, and Elizabeth Arden. Right. Lots of famous people there. Um, great. Okay. And now, when I was searching, one more thing, I found another really cool legend from Sleepy Hollow. So, and this one I'd never heard of. So this is from the New York Times. And this is a legend of the Bronze Lady. So it's about the town, not the... Yeah, this is... She's... Yeah. She's also called the other legend of Sleepy Hollow. Okay. <laughs> so, she is... In the same graveyard as all those people, as Washington Irving. And she's described as having a shroud that covers... This is a quote from New York Times. A shroud that covers her wavy bronze locks and a Greco-Roman tunic. The rest of her Amazon... Oh, covers the rest of her Amazon form. Her forearms are muscled and her hands are large and sinewy. There is a forlorn sadness in the slumped shoulders and in the mouth and eyes. Her face is streaked. So... Um, the legend in the town gets passed down from generation of kids to generation of kids. Um, and the legend is that if you knocked on the door of the tomb and looked through the keyhole, you would have a bad dream at night. That's it? No, it's more. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this one, get ready. Like, that's not too no, 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 scary. get ready. This is really specific. Oh, all right. If you get in there okay. and slap her in the face <gasps> and slap her and sit in her lap, and spit in her eye. She will haunt you for the rest of your life. Oh, uh, yeah, I'd haunt you, too. There was always one brave kid who did it. Always one. Says um, Anthony Marmo. Oh. Right? <laughs> um, and so they would, like, kids in the town would, like, prank each other all the time. Yeah. And, like, with that, um, they would, like, go up to the statue, and, like, someone else would be like, wah, from, like, behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, people say that the statue weeps. Which is interesting. Weeps blood? Is it one of those? Or no, just weeping. Regular, regular old weep. Like, like, or like tears. Yeah. Uh, tears. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then other people say if you if you sit in her lap, she'll take care of you for life. So if you just sit in her lap and don't slap her and don't spit in her eye, she's like pretty pretty chill chill about it. Um, <laughs> so it's placed in front of a general's tomb. Okay. 
as a memorial figure. And I think the story behind the model is really cool. So this guy, Andrew O'Connor, was the sculptor. And he used a woman named Jessie Phoebe Brown as the model. Mm. And um, he made it. And she was like, I don't like its head. Right? So okay. he was like, mm-hmm. So he made a new head. <laughs> and she came to see it. And she was like, oh, my God, it's perfect. And he was like, great. And he smashed it on the floor. <gasps> no way. And he was, yeah. And he's like, um, he's like, I just wanted to show you I can make another one. Like, no, like the original one's staying. Oh, my God, I'm dead. Right? <laughs> Good for him. Um, yeah. So that is... He was like, I didn't want you to think it wasn't my talent. Right. It's just that I wanted it to look this way. Yeah. Because it was so sad looking. You right, know, like right. that's the thing. But he wanted it to. Yeah. So that is um, Sleepy Hollow. Nice. That was Thanks. good. Thank you. I didn't realize there was more than one legend. I didn't either until I was yeah. uh, doing the research. Because I was just thinking like Washington Irving. Yeah. And since we're coming up on Halloween season... You know, I was thinking about, like, places yeah. that are super spooky. Yeah. Hooray. Pre-Halloween has officially begun, by the way. Happy pre-Halloween. Halloween is a whole month. Halloween so is a whole month, so September is, pre. is pre-Halloween. Is yeah. Halloween Eve. Halloween <laughs> Eve. The whole month. All right. Yeah. Great. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. So, I kind of went in with, like, no plan, uh-huh. uh, and I was like, what am I going to research? And... I started thinking about Ouija boards, so I just looked up the Ouija board. Oh, okay? great. Oh, my God. Yeah. Cool. Um, and I started out kind of nervous because I was like, what if this is only giving me history? But at the end, I started to find, like, like blips of stories that cool. are good. You know? I thought you were going to tell me you were nervous for a different reason. I just started looking up Ouija boards. Oh, that I'd get haunted. Yeah. <laughs> what did I... I was just talking to someone on Instagram about the fact that they had... Oh, man. Who were they? Hmm. Hmm. La, la, la. They they uh they had bought a doll that was haunted online. No way! Just to say that they could, <laughs> and uh, I have a lot of respect for that because I would not. <laughs> That's awful. I would not either. Trying to remember. Sometimes I like screenshot things if I remember. Like if I want to talk about them later, you know. But yeah. Shit, I didn't. Hold on. All right. All right. Quickly looking at my Instagram notifications really really fast because. Okay, so uh, their name is Robot QT1, like Q T, yeah, one. Um, so it's this creepy picture of like I think I said it, it's not really I guess it's not a doll, it's a picture of dolls. Um, this creepy ass picture. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> I would. <laughs> Sorry, Robot Cutie. <laughs> I would share it if I could, but Instagram's like useless in that way. So mm. if you want to see the picture, go follow them, I guess. And yeah. so there you go, Robot QT. You're getting a shout out. <laughs> so. <laughs> Just because you posted this creepy-ass thing. <laughs> so, um, she posted it, like, a week ago. So, this happened a week ago, right? So, their caption was, one time I bought... I'm saying she. I don't... I think I just said she because the picture is of girls. I don't oh, know if funny. this is a girl or guy. They. Um, they said, one time I bought a haunted painting off of eBay just so I said... Just so I could say I did it. <laughs> I wrote... Oh, no. Just me. <laughs> I wrote... Capital letters. Excuse me? <laughs> Laughter. I saw this from searching a tag and am dead. <laughs> I was like following it just because of this caption. I love it. And I was like, like, what happened? I need to know. That's great. <laughs> and they laughed. And then they told me that was pretty much it. 
It's pretty much a story. I said, well, that's all that's happened yet. <gasps> and I said, just kidding. I'm knocking on wood for you. And I, this is what I said. I said, ballsier than I am, though, that's for sure. I would have exited out and cleared my browser history just to be <laughs> safe that my computer didn't get haunted from that ad. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're going to have to do that after all this reading board research. I feel okay about this one. All right. Because I'm not, like, looking at directly, like, this guy's trying to get rid of his painting, you know? Right. I don't know. Something about that is, like, scary. That is scary. Spooky. Spooky. Yeah. All right. Great. All right, here we go. I'm excited. Yeah. Because I don't know that. I don't know this at all. So yeah, I didn't either. Um, in the beginning, the history was a little bit like... Yeah, I'm not going to describe it, actually. Here we go. I'm just going to tell you. All right. <laughs> so, where did you think the Ouija board started? Okay. Ouija. Yeah. The name. <laughs> Sounds not English. Ouija. Ouija. <laughs> it's like O U I J I, right? J A J A Ouija. <laughs> what, like uh, somewhere in Asia? No, good try though. Where? Uh, here. It's American. It doesn't sound American at all. Uh, you ready for it? Yeah. <laughs> Somehow knowing that it started doesn't it here, sound a little bit like. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you why. So knowing that it started here, though, something about that is like, wow, these are a lot less scary now. Like, America's not old enough. We're new. We're new. Yeah, we're not old enough to have scary things. So, all right. (laughs) 19th century. Um, So, uh, in, what was the year? Um, 1884, I think it was. One was 18. No. (laughs) All right. So, in 1990s, when, like, this kind of starts picking up speed. So, basically, there's, like, this spiritual movement. 1890? Yes. Okay. So you said 1990. It was just no 19th century, 1890. Okay. Okay. So a little bit before this, though, um, there was a spiritualism movement in America because these two girls, um, I guess they kind of kicked it off. They they told their mom that the spirits were like communicating with them through the walls or something by knocking, and the mom was like, <gasps> "We're leaving the house." But it was also the like, correct response, right? <laughs> But it was also, like, the night before April Fool's, and so there's, like, speculation now of, like, did they really hear spirits talking, or were they just tricking their mom, and then they would have gotten in trouble, so it's, like, very too deep, you know? So they let their whole family move. Yeah. That's insane. That's commitment. It's nervousness. Yeah. (laughs) So. It's not one. After that started, in the 1800s, there was just, like, this overall movement now towards spirituality, um, because it's it's compatible with Christianity. Right? That's what we were oh. just talking about. Yeah. Also, I'm getting this from the SmithsonianMag.com as well as LifeDeathPrizes.com. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we were just talking about that exactly. Like when you said that, I was like, "Ooh, what That's a so transition!" Funny. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. So basically, like people considered seances almost wholesome. They were like, "Oh, like you can speak to your loved ones. This is fine." This is before. This is, you have to understand. None of thinking Ouija boards are dangerous was a thing. Right. Okay. All of this was like, it's a good time. Right. This is a fun thing. You can commu- communicate with your loved ones. Is it real? Is it not? It's a game. We're oh. having a good time here. So before the board was made, spiritualism began. They're having seances together. They have these like tables that like you all keep your hands on it and it like shakes sometimes and mm-hmm. they're like spooky, mm-hmm. but they're not afraid. They're just like trying to communicate with people they've lost. Right. And this picks up an even like... Um, bigger movement during the Civil War because people were losing people like left and right. Yeah. Right? Um, 
And then also things that added to it, the life expectancy was like 50 for a while because right. women were dying during childbirth, children were dying during childbirth, um, diseases, and again, war, right? So there's basically, back then, like, spiritualism was in. A big need for communicating with de- with the dead. Yes. Yeah. And that word, need, is where we get the Ouija board from. So, no way! I'm gonna look at... No, that's not what Ouija means. Oh. No, that's just how the Ouija board, that's what the that's what inspired it. It was a business opportunity. Oh. So, some guy releases an article and he talks about how communicating with the dead is necessary but frustrating because you have to, like, call out a letter of the alphabet and if they knock, that's the next one. Oh, it was just So, it's like... Okay. So, no, so, like, before the Ouija board, uh-huh. spiritual communication oh. is infuriating. Because mm. you're like, uh, okay, you're writing down words, you're like, A, <sighs> B, all right, it's B, A, oh my God. B, C, you know what I mean? Yeah. So... You know what's really interesting about that? I don't mean to interrupt you. No, please. Like when you're, I don't know if you've ever played with a Ouija board. You don't know if I've ever played with a Ouija board? I mean, you have. Yeah. Yes. Oh, right. Yes. Your friend (laughs) called after you. (laughs) It's Um, in that room back there. Yes. I know you have one. I I forgot that you, yes, you had a very specific experience. You should have this podcast Mm -hmm. about a Ouija board. Um, But whenever you see like a movie about it, I've, I don't, I've never touched a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so I don't know this from personal experience. But like in the movies, they're like, oh, did like someone move it? Or like, did a spirit move it? Right. And if someone's knocking on the fucking wall, like, <laughs> it's definitely not someone doing it. Uh, like, that's true. You know? Yeah, so maybe like so. doing it the old way was more honest. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Because you're not supposed to play with a Ouija board alone. Right. So yeah. then it's like, oh, like, you know, you blame each Which other. is, uh, what yeah. I did. Yeah. So. Where <laughs> all of your problems <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um, so, all right. Oh, by the way, all this information is coming because this guy who is a Ouija historian. Amazing. Okay. He started researching this in 1992. No one knew where the hell Ouija boards came from. He had to, like, dig through and figure out wow. where this shit started. Good for him. Yeah. So, all right. 1890. That article gets published about it's really boring to talk to the dead. <laughs> And this guy, Charles Kennard, he reads it and he's like, I'm going to make money off this immediately. So he gets four other people involved. One of them is Elijah Bond. And he's a local attorney that's important later. So he gets four other people involved. And they're like, all right, let's do it. Let's make a board. And you can, like, move a thing over the letters. And they're, like, starting to talk and throw ideas around. They're not spiritual people. They don't think it works. They're just making a board. Good for them. Yeah. Just want to make some money. Yeah. Supply and demand. It was. It was supply and demand. (laughs) Um, That said, Bond's sister is a strong medium. Okay. Right? So they're sitting around the table, and she asks, what should the board be called? And the board said, Ouija. What? And then she said, what does that mean? And the board, like, the, it said, good luck, I guess. Which is, I, first when I read it, I was like, oh, that's nice. It means good luck. And then I was like, oh, wait. No, I think that's really ominous. Yeah, that board is saying good luck. Like, right. Yeah. Oh. I thought I was answering the question. Ooh. Yeah. That's ominous as fuck. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like. Yeah. So that's all from the Smithsonian Mag, and um, they kind of went on in that paragraph to talk about like whether or not it was. Um, Maybe the word was influenced by something that was written in the room, and maybe she, like, read something wrong. I don't know. I kind of got confused, and then I just moved on. 
<laughs> but you can read that yourself. Basically, they're saying that it may or may not have been the Ouija board that right. actually came up with that idea. Right. All right. So they go to the patent office, and they're like, all right, we got to get this thing patented. We got to move this along. We're going to make some cash immediately. Right. Okay. So they go over there. And the chief patent officer, I don't know his name, it was something probably chaotic, and he was like, if you can spell... Chaotic! <laughs> he's like, if you, he does some Rumpelstiltskin shit, right? Yeah, he goes, yeah, he's like, what's well, my name? Well, you, he's like, well, the two of you don't know how to spell my name, to my knowledge. So if your board can spell my name right now, then I will give you, like, my approval. And yeah. you all can see the look of me and Melissa, like... Yeah. It, it, it's shock. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's some Rumpelstiltskin bullshit. Is, right? So they spelled the name successfully with the board. That said, Bond also was a local attorney. That's why I said that was important. So he might have known. So he him. might have just known. Yeah. You know? And that because I was like, you're telling me the attorneys about, don't like, know the police moving? officers' name, or not police, but patent officers' patent right, officers' right, names. Right, right. You're going to be working with the patent office, possibly. Like I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. But in theory, the board worked. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. The chief freaks out. Not the chief. What do they call him? Was he the chief? Chief patent officer, I said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Chief freaks out, and so, bam, they're good to go. Um, and so, by February 10th of 1891, the patent for the new, quote, toy or game <laughs> was approved. I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> you don't toy so, with the dead. So, 1890, they're inspired. 1891, patent. 1892, they have sold so many Ouija boards out of one factory that they now have two factories. Wow. Yeah, seven very That's quickly. That's nothing that I would ever think would be happening in, like, 1800s. I know. United States. Yeah, it's weird. And then, um, by 1893, Kennard and Bond were kind of like, all right, we've had enough of this. <laughs> they, like, didn't expect, I don't think, to make as much money as they did. Yeah. And I don't know if, like, I think the article was kind of trying to imply that, like, maybe they weren't. Like, I don't know if they felt bad about it or if they felt like money was, like, bringing out the worst in that. Like, some kind of, like, they felt yeah. negatively about this situation. Yeah. So they were like, we out. <laughs> so one of the bigger sh- shareholders, uh, his last name is Fold, took it over. Um, so he then starts running the business, and that's going well. Um, I don't really have much to say about him except for the fact that at the end of his life, he fell off the roof of his new factory and died. And that new factory, the Ouija board told him to build. <laughs> so the Ouija board cheers. was like, build this factory. Fucking cheers. And then he fucking died off it. Incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's awful, but like also, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. Some spirit room shit. Spirit wonder if it made him. Oh <laughs> wonder God, if it made him to, copper um, doves. Athens, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Episode eight. I think so. Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember them anymore. We have too many now. My memory's not good. <laughs> All right. Um, so some people who bought the board saw it as a tool. Some people saw it as a game. Mediums were typically the most frustrated by it because they felt like it was cutting out like that middleman kind of thing. Like the board was a medium. So they were losing business. Um, and they also most, many of them didn't think it worked anyway. So they were like extra pissed about it. Um, then, oh, sorry. Sorry, I have so many comments today. I'm like, really? Yeah, like, I feel like much safer going to a medium yeah. than I ever feel going and using a Ouija board. Right. 
Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> like, yeah, I would so much rather go to a medium whose job it is <laughs> to be the middleman. Yeah. Than, yeah. You know? Yeah. Oof. I agree. Um, so then, uh, that was like the 1890s, early 1900s start now. Mm-hmm. And so now we've moved into the era that is World War II, the Manic j- Jazz Age, Prohibition. So once again, the Ouija board skyrockets. Right. Because these are people, again, looking for guidance, looking for concept of lost loved ones. Like, mm-hmm. So it's like a perfect market again. And then um, in 1944, a single department store sold 50,000 Ouija boards. In five months. World War II. Yeah. And then in 1967, um, this is where we're getting Vietnam, Summer of Love, race riots, all that stuff, right? So interesting. So in 1967, um, two million boards were sold. Um, At this point, Parker Brothers owned the game. They bought it from Fold. So they now sold two million boards in one year. It's so interesting, the correlation with wars. Yeah. It's so... So cool. Isn't Parker yeah. Brothers in Salem? Yes. I think so. Yeah. It outsold Monopoly that year. Which is also way. Parker Brothers, yeah. which is also Salem. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh my god. I love that <laughs> it's so correlated yeah. with war. Like just like wow. Yeah. Cool. Um there's a bunch of stories that happen that I will tell you in a second, but I just want to finish. I feel like the histories. Yeah. I wanna get that out of the way. Um so uh, after that, a series of things happened, blah, 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 I'll tell you them later, and then The Exorcist <laughs> comes out. Okay. So, I think the reason The Exorcist came out was because some of the things that were happening were, like, people blaming crimes on the Ouija board, you know? Okay. So, The Exorcist comes out, and all of a sudden, everyone is like, the devil is talking to us through the board. Uh-huh. Okay? So, it wasn't until The Exorcist, really, that people were... In mass, like, Ouija boards are dangerous. Wow. Yeah. So they're saying that with that movie coming out, people now are like... It's like how Jaws made people afraid yeah. of sharks. Well, we talked about the Exorcist movie. Yeah. 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 And that, so, and you know... Yeah, it was a scary-ass movie. <laughs> so now everyone's like... Scary-ass the story behind board. the movie, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> so now everyone's like, the Ouija board is the tool of the devil. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, now they're in 2011... Um, people were burning them in large fires in Mexico, in New Mexico. Um, that said, they were also burning Harry Potter and Snow White books because it's the South. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sorry. <laughs> Our audience is probably... I don't give a shit. Primarily the Northeast. Oh, like... oh, then good. I don't care either way. If you're in the South, you know. You know what you do. You know you would burn Harry Potter books, all right? Oh my so... God. <laughs> In 2001. Maybe not now. That's only 17 years ago. In 2011, Pat Robertson, the church guy, now publicly claims, and he's, like, big involved in... A 700 truck guy? Yeah. He's like, demons can reach us through the board. And everyone's like, we're scared. That's a big church, and that's on TV. Yeah, I know. So now the world is like, we've seen The Exorcist. People are burning these things. Uh-huh. Pat Robertson, Pat Patty R just told us we, <laughs> we can get accessed by the devil through these boards. Uh-huh. That's it. <laughs> for some people. For other people now, they were like, 
we want in now. Oh, no. What kind of person <laughs> so, is that? <laughs> originally, the sales were going up because people were like, this is a great way to contact my loved ones, whatever. And now they're like, oh, I don't know. I'm afraid of that. And the other people now are like, sick. Let's, let's, <laughs> give, it, let's give it a try. Yeah. And so sales have continued. And they are still being made. Right. And now they're typically uh, considered spooky rather than spiritual. But, you know. Um... All right, so some of the stories. I'm so excited. Okay. These are just brief, like, one-liner stories. All right, so in 1913, a young woman named Pearl Curran. Okay, that's her name. Pearl. Pearl Curran. Um, she she's claimed mm-hmm. that she channeled a spirit called Patience, Patience Worth through the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Okay, have you heard this? No. Oh, when you said it, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just that's okay. Saying. Yes, that's fine. Verbally acknowledging. That's okay. I, I'm not looking at you because I'm reading at the same time, so I thought you were like, oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, like, no, no, no. No, mm-hmm. okay, got it. Mm-hmm. This is new information <laughs> for me. <laughs> so here's why I thought you knew that. You'll see in a second. Okay. So for the next 24 years, she stays in contact with the spirit, I guess, and claims that this spirit through the Ouija board has given her poems to write. That's why I thought you might know it, because yeah. you like books. No. Um, um, wow. Yeah. yeah, so she's, like, I guess... Spirit poem. Famous enough poem lady. <laughs> author. And... What's um, her name? Pearl Curran. But she's... But Patience Worth is a thing. And she's dictated six novels and thousands of poems. I don't know her. To Pearl via the Ouija board, is what it says. Interesting. And she also, quote, Pearl had little literary education, but became, Pearl, sorry, Pearl, who had little literary education, became a publishing sensation. You know, so that's pretty crazy, right? That actually kind of gives me hope. Like, if I don't get something published during my lifetime. You just use the Ouija board. Yeah. Is that what you were going to say? I will come back and speak oh. to someone through a Ouija board. Oh, oh. I'm not going to use it. No, I'm not touching that. Um, my hands are Ouija board virgins, and they will not touch one. But if I, you know, yeah. for the audience, I like writing. Um, if I don't ever get something published in my lifetime, just like I'll haunt someone. I'll haunt your kids. Okay, my kids? Yeah. I don't even have kids, but well, if yeah, I do, how about it? If you do. Yeah, you have not, my permission to haunt my kids. Thank you. Really? Yeah, I don't Thanks. care. Fuck them. <laughs> I mean, if you have kids. If not, I'll find someone else's kids. <laughs> um, who listens to this that we know? Um, Adam, I'm coming for your kids. <laughs> we'll know if Adam listens to this. Because no comments on it. I'm coming for oh your kids. I hope he texts us and is like, guys, <laughs> it's been decided. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god we should talk about ghost horse kate in the next episode okay all right yeah. stay tuned for ghost horse kate in the next episode let's finish yeah. okay keep going i want to hear more ouija yeah so 1970s 1917 <laughs> this lady's friend um that also wrote a book um called jet heron and says that it was communicated via ouija board by the late samuel clemens aka mark twain yes so this chick is like, I wrote this book via Mark Twain, via Ouija board. So that was 1917. What a, another pen name for him, you know, really mm-hmm. is what that is. Mm-hmm. It's like, he was like, mm, Sam Clemens, <laughs> Mark Twain, 
Right. This chick. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, in 1920, um, the city of police, the New York City, <laughs> city <laughs> New York City police, sorry, I was reading a few <gasps> things at the same time. The New York City police. There would be no crime. First of all, there would be utopia. Oh, you're right. (laughs) I would think it would be like utopian as fuck, but really, would someone think that's a dystopia? Maybe. Utopia is only in our minds. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, no, the New York City police is what I was trying to say, sorry. Um, In 1920, we're getting pissed off because um, people kept trying to solve crimes through Ouija boards. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm really cool. <laughs> including um, the mysterious murder of a New York City gambler Joseph Burton Elwell whoever the hell that is I don't know yeah. that's who they shouted out in the in the sentence but yeah they were like what the heck they were like this is our <laughs> job you can't just contact the dead and hope to yeah to, to learn what went wrong here so they're getting mad um, then sure. yeah also in 1920 I think Hold up. 1983, 1934. Uh, 1920, here we go. Okay. Um, some town in California, people arrest, people were arrested, like a ton of people were arrested, and uh, they all claimed it was like the Ouija board drove them crazy, like whatever, like this town is haunted, it's possessed by the devil. Okay. And so they actually The whole outlawed. town is possessed by the devil. Yeah, that's what they claimed. Like so, Athens, Ohio. <laughs> like Athens, Ohio. So they actually banned the Ouija board there. Wow. Yeah, so it's banned there. And um, the Fogarty brothers, do you know who that is? I don't. Okay. They're, they made the song Bad Moon Rising. Oh. They're part of a band. I that see made. a bad moon rising. Yeah. <laughs> so they're from that part of California, and so people think that maybe that song has to do with that. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Don't come around tonight. It's bound to take your life. There's a bad moon on the rise, right? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, you know that song? I know the song, but I don't know the lyrics. We used to sing it in chorus. Really? That's cute. Yeah. Nice. It was like one of our things. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Quickly. Sorry. In 1921, um... Some woman is sent to a psychiatric hospital. Hospital. Why can't I talk right now? I've drank too much. I like, (laughs) both of us are really feeling it right now. Why is that happening? All right. It's um, the flesh and blood. (laughs) And, but we were drinking before we started recording too. We were. All right. Um. Yeah, episode 12 is going to be a shit show because we're recording it right after Oh, God. All right. Uh, All right. So she's sent to a psychiatric hospital and she... Tries to convince doctors that it's not her mania. She's she's being like I don't know if she's claiming she's possessed, but mm-hmm. um, she says that it's not her. It's the spirits. Mm-hmm. They told her to leave her mother's dead body in the living room for fifteen days and then bury it in the backyard. Dear God, <laughs> I'll say that again because I don't know if I mumbled that. Yeah, um, they told her with enunciation. Yeah, yeah, okay. They told her <laughs> twas the Ouija board. <laughs> She said in 1921 when they didn't talk like that, "'Twas the Ouija board." <laughs> it's not, yeah. <laughs> um, the Ouija board told her to leave her mom's dead body in the living room for 15 days and then bury it outside. That's that's what she told the police. She left her for 15 days and then moved it to bury it? That's a lot of decay to deal with. Yeah, and it's a lot of, like, 
I don't know how she left it in the house. I don't know if it was on a tray or something, but let me tell you, you try to pick something up after 15 days, it's a lot of slosh. That's going what I'm saying. That's yeah. awful. Like, yeah. It better have been the Ouija board. She's fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, either way, like, you know. Yep. Um, then in 1932, women in Buffalo, New York, murdered some other woman and claimed the Ouija board told them to do it. In Arizona in 1934, um, some 15-year-old shot her father with a shotgun, also telling her the Ouija board gave her... Come on. I got confused with, as I was reading this. Now I'm confused. But, I'm sorry. Um... So, originally, I thought it told her to kill the dad, but it might have told the mom to kill the dad. Mm-hmm. One of them was using it. Maybe she was there and read it, but the message said, Daddy must die. Oh, shit. And so, the kid shot the father, <gasps> and that was in 1934. And in 1941, a 23-year-old gas station attendant in New Jersey um, joined the army because the Ouija board told him to. Oh. And that was not as bad. That's not bad at all. <laughs> nope. Um... <laughs> In 1958, a Connecticut court decided, quote, not to honor the Ouija board will of Mrs. Helen Dow Peck, who left only $1,000 to two former servants and an insane $152,000 to Mr. John Gell Forbes, a lucky but bodiless spirit who'd contact her via the Ouija board. Oh, man. <laughs> so they decided not to honor that. They were like, no. How do you leave money to a ghost? Right. They were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, 1978... Um, they found the, uh, jeez, let me read this one more time. I can't read my own notes. Hold on. La, la, la. Uh, I see a oh, yeah, moon rising. I see something. I don't remember the lyrics. Don't come around tonight. Okay, I think they, basically, I think what I was trying to say is that, so in 1978, they, like, used it to find prisoners held by a terrorist somewhere, and it spelled out the location where they were, maybe? Really? I think so. Cool. Nah. That's all right. Um, Something like that. You read, cool. read the sources. I'll put them in the uh, fucking thing. <laughs> and in 1993, this is two more. We're almost done. That's <laughs> so close to where we are. I know. That's we're getting we are close. alive. Yeah. In 1993, um, they did not oh okay so in 1993 my bad in 1993 um a jury wasn't sure i guess how to choose whether or not this guy was guilty or innocent no (laughs) (laughs) so they drank a little bit and then they asked the ouija board and the ouija board said guilty (laughs) oh my god yeah um the judge did not accept that (laughs) They had to retrial. Yeah, yeah. well, clearly. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, last thing is that there were a bunch of prisoners that started a riot because they made their own Ouija board and then told, they claimed that the Ouija board made all of them possessed. Oh, shit. Yeah. So that's... That's amazing. Yeah. Now scientists are studying it and they really don't think that it has anything to do with spirits. They're convinced that it has to do with this thing called ideometer, the ideometer effect, which is like this weird involuntary muscle movement. And they are using it to study if there's, like, levels of cognitive functioning that we are not having access to because they're finding that people are answering questions they don't have the answers to consciously 
But then, like, these ideomotor movements are moving. They think the movements of the muscles are moving the thing around the Ouija board yeah. and giving them the answer. So then the flip side is, well, maybe you're just talking to spirit. Right. These people really don't know the answer. But it's an interesting right. thing to think that maybe we have spirit, levels. they're moving your muscle. True. You know, because yeah. you, like, physically, like, your mm-hmm. hands are on it. So, like, the spirit could be, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So that's... I loved that. Thanks. Well, that was what a lot. A I great, like it was long. No, it was a great history lesson. Thanks. Can I tell you something funny that yeah. as soon as you said Ouija board, I thought of? Okay. Go for it. I'm holding on to it. <laughs> so you know how my mom was featured in one of our episodes a while ago? Yeah. Post doing that, mm-hmm. she visited me. Mm-hmm. And she told me that there was something she was concerned about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, what is it? And she says, now that you and Melissa are doing this podcast... Like, I just don't want you using a Ouija board. <laughs> I was like, what? And she's like, you know, just in case you guys are like, oh, it could be fun for the podcast. No. She's like, I don't want you doing it. And I was like, we won't. I know. Don't worry. Like, <laughs> so I just wanted to let oh, you know so that funny. that was a concern of her. <laughs> that we would somehow decide to be like. Hell no. Like, no thank you. No, no. I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> Once again, the difference between your mom and mine. Really, though? Yeah. Right on. Here's so the Ouija board. It looks fun. But I was like, avoid it at all costs. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This is a great episode, I think. I feel <laughs> proud of us. I feel tipsy. Me too. <laughs> it's great. Um, remember to subscribe to us on wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Yeah. Um, so that's... We except are on... For YouTube, except so for YouTube right now. But we are on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google. Yeah. You can interact with us. You can interact with Kate, me, on <laughs> Twitter. And me, Melissa, on Instagram. Why not follow both? Yeah. Los Dos. Yeah. Um, and we're also on Tumblr, if that's your thing. And Facebook, too. And yeah. The Facebook. Yeah. Neither of us are really running that, though, I'm going to be honest. It's really just me sharing straight from Instagram to those pages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really, we're not touching They're it. They're just there. If you interact with there, I might not get notifications. Uh, and also, you can email us. We do check our email. Yes. Gin and Spirits Podcast at gmail.com. Do it. All right. Have a lovely Tuesday Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs>